Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Guess what I've started using? What? A keyboard. An old-fashioned keyboard. Here she is. Wow, a really old-fashioned keyboard. I thought you were going to bring up like a Mac one. A proper old-fashioned, like when we're in school, keyboard. And it plugs into your Mac? Yeah, it plugs into my Mac, but only one of my ports works, so I can't also use the mouse, which is kind of... It doesn't really work. Like, it throws the whole thing off. Yeah, because do you have your laptop up on something? Yeah, and then I have to use the mouse pad to thing. So <laughs> but when you're writing, there's something about it. It feels, it feels better. <laughs> it feels better on the fingers. It feels more satisfying. That's so nice. Yeah. My thing that I don't have but want, my new thing my new expensive thing I've decided I need in my life is an aura ring have I told you about this already I have heard of an aura ring but I don't remember what it is it's a ring that you put on your finger and it like tracks your heart rate picks up on I don't know what else it picks up on. I guess you're like, just whatever those tracker things do. And you wear it on your finger at all times. And you wear it on like one of these two, your index or your middle finger. Because that's where you're, that's the best for its tracking. And then it tracks your sleep in like this crazy way. It tracks your exercise, tracks your heart rate, just everything. And I want one so badly. How much is it? Like 350 US dollars or something. That's not too bad for all of those various things. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, my Apple Watch literally that I already own basically does the same thing because it tracks my heart rate. Why Why do you want to know about your heart rate? What is that helpful for? I just want to know. I just want to know about my sleep, basically. I think it's just, a, I think it's just the best sleep tracker you can get. So it tells you... Your REM sleep, your deep sleep, your sleep quality. It tells you how much you need in a night, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm wearing my Apple Watch to sleep at the moment, trying to track it through that. But I think I'm just going to buy one of these stupid rings. It's like this thick band that like lights up 
when you when you wake up in the this night. This is very LA. Very LA. I have so many friends who have it. She's fully immersed in the LA lifestyle. She's got an aura ring. She's tracking her sleep. She's obsessed with her resting heart rate. I'm Cali sober. Are you Cali sober? I haven't drunk in like five weeks. Wow. Just like very intentionally or is it just easy to not drink there? No, it's easy to not drink, but intentionally. I've been to like birthday parties, been to out for dinners, been to like restaurants I used to drink martinis at and just haven't had a drink. Went to Beyonce and didn't have a drink. How do you feel? Um, literally not very different. <laughs> I love, I, I'm like over this time have become, I'm doing it intentionally because I wanted to see what difference it would make in my like, I don't know, just how I would feel health wise. Um, and I think honestly, it's made me love alcohol even more. Even more. I think alcohol is amazing. I think when used correctly, it helps you de-stress. I think it helps you socialize. I think it just makes you relaxed. I think it's a nice little treat. I cannot wait to have a martini again. And I think socializing without it is fucking tiring. (laughs) Yeah, I think alcohol is, is special too. I think it's coming to that point. I guess it's the age we're at where you're you're aware of your limits you're way less likely to abuse it and it's less of a um like a crutch I feel like what I did what I used to not like about alcohol was this feeling of feeling socially anxious drinking too much quickly being bombastic and loud and over the top to like cover for my social anxiety and then going home in a shame spiral and feeling like like just many conflicted emotions whereas now I think I feel a little bit more at ease with myself I feel like I can just relax with a drink and just enjoy what most human beings enjoy which is just those those like receptors in your brain switching off for a short period of time it's very nice yeah listen to old songs and you like them again like everything feels a little exciting (laughs) new and fresh yeah it's it's just taking away that I think our brains right now are so busy and so stressed and so wound up and it just takes away, it just lets you relax for a minute. It stops all the voices in your brain and just makes you like, I like it. I've said this already before in the podcast, but I just love going on like a date. And then usually when you're like hanging out with your partner all the time and you guys are, you know, just doing like menial household things, you're talking about work, you're just caught up in the shit you have to get done. And then going on a date and just having a couple of drinks and then just getting silly and giggly and like flirty. Mm. I love alcohol for that. Um, But yeah, so I'm basically just like all aboard the alcohol train. Can't wait to get fucking lit again. But I, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I think also because I don't use alcohol in a way that is like, I don't drink every day of the week. Ever, I don't even really get drunk very much. If I if I have drinks, I'll have like two drinks mm-hmm. or three drinks max. Mm-hmm. So it's like it wasn't it wasn't like a problem. But it does it, it with the aura ring. My friend, who I, I just went on a walk with a friend, and she was saying like when you have the aura ring on and you drink, it shows you how much drinking affects your sleep quality and how much it like spikes your heart rate and how much the sugar actually impacts you. And so it is like it's not healthy. And when you're aware of that, when you're seeing like the actual effects of it, 
by looking at this data, you are like, wow, maybe we should all be drinking less. But I think when it's very intentional and you're drinking because, yeah, it's, it's like you don't have to drink every single time you go out for a dinner with friends, I think, mm-hmm. which is what, which is kind of what our headspace is. Like our headspace is sort of like to go on a night out or to go for dinner to a nice restaurant or something you feel like you should drink. But I kind of want to reframe that and just be like, just only drink on nights when it's like an intentional choice because I need it because I'm tired or like, you know? Yeah, 100%. So much cheaper as well going out when you don't drink. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Went for dinner on Saturday night to a Thai restaurant, granted like not the most expensive cuisine, and it was $30 each. Yeah, that's crazy. For, for more food than one could eat. I found today I was going through my computer. I, I just had this like this growing anxiety about menial like administrative tasks I hadn't done. And today I was just like, you're just going to sit and do every single thing on this list as much as you want to die. You're just going to do it. And I went through my computer, which just has shit all over the place, deleted, cleaned up all my files. And I found a to-do list from 2017. And it said, pay blah, blah, back for dinner, brackets, $15. I was like, when and where? Oh, my God. Was I, was I having a $15 dinner <laughs> and transfer back for it? The glory days. <laughs> so funny. Lifestyle creep is real. The lifestyle creep is crazy. It's so It's so silly. Like, I went for a run on the weekend and I ran with like a friend and, a, and then her friend. It was very random. And her, we were like going to go to era one after this. And then her friend was just like, her friend works in finance. These are always the ones who like literally do have the, they do have the yeah. money, but they like won't spend it. She was just like, Oh, okay. And we're like, do you want to come? And she was like, no, I can't afford that two weeks in a row. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know that you can, but you just don't, you just wouldn't buy a 20 US dollar smoothie two weekends in a row mm-hmm. because that feels crazy to you. And I was like, God, I wish I could get that energy back. I was like, I know, but we deserve a little yes. treat, don't we? <laughs> okay. News that will surprise no one, but surprised Isabel Truman, which is that the idol got cancelled. <laughs> I honestly didn't think it was going to get cancelled. I don't know why. I just thought also because the actors were all doubling down on it and such. I guess they just kind of have to. But I was like, everyone was doubling down on it in such a in such a way that they were kind of they were doing their job of like gaslighting me into thinking, not into thinking it was good, but into just thinking everyone it was successful. Yeah, yeah. like Rachel Sennett, Lily Rose Depp. She just like Lily Rose Depp just kept being like. I loved the show. I loved working on it. It's great. It's great. And if, and I was like, oh, wow. And then obviously the weekend didn't trick me, but like <laughs> everyone else. And then I just thought that it would come back for season two. I honestly thought by the end of it that people had kind of come around to watching it for how bad it was. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm always so interested by like the internal metrics that they measure this stuff by, but I get. I think it ended up being accidentally iconic, and I think it was a very, very, very small portion of people that actually watched through to the end and were having the conversation we were having. And I think most people watched the first episode were appalled and just dropped off a cliff, and just no one must have watched it. And even the first episode didn't even get enough. Like it, the first episode got fuck all views as well. Yeah. So, so interesting how that, like. Even from a HBO perspective, I would almost think the actual number of streams would be less important than the hype around it. And it had so much hype. 
they must have actual metrics of people sign up just for the specific show or drop. I don't know. To me, that would still feel like a success, but they just want pure eyeballs on stuff, I guess. Yeah, I guess they just have to, I guess they just make money from ads or something like they need the viewership i don't really know yeah like it's like subscription isn't subscription. it that's what i mean so i'm like do people unsubscribe on mass if they don't like the main show that's on no do you know what actually this this was my this was what i was thinking the other day i think that the reason it's not been confirmed for season two is because of how much money sam levinson will be asking for the budget to create season two because remember they'd given amy so much money Amy, whose last name Amy I don't know. The last name. Amy, so much money for season one, and then Sam had asked for like this crazy budget to do to reshoot it. And I reckon maybe that's what's happening in the back end is that he's asking for like a shit ton of money, and it's just not worth it for them because of how much the viewership was. And maybe he's like throwing his toys around in this stressful way where they're just like, "Is it worth? Is it worth it?" I also think getting all those people back, it was almost a. Because it was a risk for the weekend because he'd never acted like had been a main character in a show before. Lily Rose Depp. It's almost been a star making thing for Lily Rose Depp. She kind of wasn't. Now everyone's going to be like, you know, Lily Rose Depp from The Idol. She didn't really have a thing like that before. And then, you know, um, Jenny from Blackpink, Teresa, I don't know. I know they were all big before, but I almost feel like going into another season, Rachel Sennett, Hari Neff, all of these people would just demand so much more money for a second season than what they probably would have copped for the first. Yeah. But don't surely, surely isn't that, isn't that the whole thing? Like with the actors strike, like that they're, that they make them sign up for more than one season at once. I feel like HBO would be so good at doing that. They wouldn't just let them sign for one season True. and then let them renegotiate at the end of season one. But maybe people have just, maybe there's like some way that they got out of their contracts. I feel like they're so clever with not letting people. Because like even with Bridgerton, how rigid Jean Page left after season one, I feel like that was like the biggest fuck up ever that they didn't have in their contract they needed to stay. Yeah, 100%. So crazy. It's so crazy. All of this stuff is like, I'd be so interested in the behind the scenes details of a lot of these, a lot of these like contracts and what people actually get for stuff. But, um, yeah, the, the fallout from the strike has been so interesting. I, like, I don't know what it's been like for you being in L.A., but I feel I feel like it's so funny because all of these cra- – it feels like there's this cascade of celebrity stories and then people are getting, like, cancelled and then uncancelled and then be- like Drew Barrymore and um, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Just all this crazy shit is happening and everyone's forgetting about it two seconds later to do with the strikes. I missed the Jimmy Fallon thing, but yeah, the Drew Barrymore thing is is funny. I went to an improv night on Wednesday night and they like <laughs> improved being Drew Barrymore and it was so funny. I don't know what she was thinking with that. Yeah. It's so bad. I th- what she's saying, she's saying that because her show doesn't rely on writers, it's more like a reality TV show so she can just keep it going. It's like, dude, you're so rich. Just Yeah, stop. but she broke it and then did a groveling apology and unbroke it, I think. Like it was just this whole insane <laughs> like she would have had to walk past her own writers, the picket of her own writers to get into her building to film the show who weren't getting paid. It's just it's just fucking crazy. But the Jimmy Fallon thing is really interesting just on the subject of the difference between men and women when these reports come out. 
I do think he was blessed a little by timing because it happened just before the Ashton Kutcher Mila Kunis thing. This report came out in Rolling Stone about toxic work environment and how horrible it is to work with him and how he presents himself as a nice guy and actually behind the scenes he's a a terrible boss. All this shit that happened to Ellen DeGeneres and she was just ruined. (laughs) And just nothing's happened to Jimmy Fallon and nothing will happen. Like nothing will change. No one's talking about it. It's not this big like topic. He's not going to be touched. I just think that difference between how people deal with men and women. And he had people rally around him, like Jimmy, uh, Jerry Seinfeld came out and like disputed the report and all this stuff. I just think it's very... It's just funny the way we respond to men and women accused of this stuff. Yeah, the, dif- yeah, the difference in it being... The difference in the way re- people rally behind a man treating people that way compared to a woman. It's also just timing, like Ellen getting cancelled in the middle of the pandemic versus getting cancelled in the middle of the chaos that is celebrity news culture right now. He just got so lucky. Like he just would have been like yeah. Ashton Kutcher, Russell Brand, Drew, and he just would have been like, thank you, God. And Ellen getting cancelled by Dakota Johnson. <laughs> yeah. That like made it. That's what made the whole story. <laughs> It's crazy. Ellen must be like putting spells on that girl every single night before she goes to bed. <laughs> Hexes. Uh, no, but the other thing, the reason I wanted to talk about the idol, I mean, I yeah, was shocked. It's not coming back for season two. Honestly, sad. It's not coming back for season two. Apart from the weekend, obviously hated every single scene that man was in, but every other part of that show I loved. I, I put it on for my sister. She'd never seen it. Put on episode one. And I loved the entire episode, apart from any scene the weekend was in, <laughs> which isn't even that much. Like, it's like when Joss is dancing, there's like Jenny from Blackpink, there's like the most incredible ensemble cast, her whole team. And then you have the weekend come in and you're just like, go away. They could do a follow up season without him, for sure. Yeah. It's not necessary. It could be all her different I'd toxic to watch partners. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, because also how it ended was so random, like her bringing him back out on stage. I guess you can like wrap it like that, but it was definitely like as if there was going to be a season two. <laughs> um, but what the reason I was thinking it has something to do with Sam Levinson is because have you seen this Petra Collins stuff? Yes. This is crazy. So really crazy. And it's um, from back in January the interview she did and it just didn't blow up anywhere like no one saw it and now it's coming out everywhere I think because of the idol being cancelled maybe people are like talking about Sam Levinson again but basically Petra did this interview with this online magazine called Punk it's like an art magazine and she basically said that Sam Levinson contacted her before he did Euphoria and said that he was creating a show based on her photography and he was and he reached out asking her to be the director of it so then she moved to Los Angeles from New York or wherever she lived and worked with HBO for five months. She said she cast the show. She like literally worked on directing and, and it makes sense that she cast it because Barbie Ferreira and Hunter Schaefer are people she shot. That's the reason they were even oh, known in the scene is because she took all their photos. Um, she's worked with Barbie for like ever and she worked with HBO for five months before she was told they wouldn't be hiring her because she was too young. What? So then she was like, yeah. So then she was like, okay. Um, leaves, assuming they're just going to like redo the whole show without her. And then she said she walked out of her apartment and then 
saw a huge billboard advertising the euphoria, the exact replica of the work she'd done. Like they just used everything that she'd done for the past five months. I can't believe this hasn't gone more viral. I guess it's to do, this is the interesting thing about the internet is like how some things take off and how other things don't. I think if she'd posted this very intentionally on Instagram, it would have taken off, but because she did it in a interview, maybe she was just expecting the media to pick it up and they haven't. Um, I feel quite angry about this. I think even more so, and we're going to talk about Russell Brand in a minute, but more so almost in the wake of Russell Brand because it's just made me think about these guys that like hide in plain sight, show us exactly who they are, the public sees everything, and for some reason they're just given free passes over and over and over and over again. And I think some people have this, I don't know, this, there's this willingness to let all the shit that we know about someone like Sam Levinson slide for some reason. But that idea of taking an incredibly talented, like young female artist who has basically defined like a whole era of photography and life online for young women and an entire aesthetic to have the audacity not just to copy it but to bring her out to say she's going to helm it. <laughs> Obviously, he would have been involved in getting rid of her in some way. He has so much power at HBO. And then to completely profit of it and off of it and be framed in the media as this kind of genius and therefore his bad behavior and the weird way, like the way he depicts women is so at odds with how Petra Collins depicts women. And the fact that he got all of these young actresses in off the back of this idea that they would be working with Petra Collins or with something inspired by her. And then to subvert that in this really gross, seedy, masculine way. I just, I, I think it's disgusting. <laughs> feel like more upset about it than I thought I would yeah she literally said as well that she you know she, she was just like obviously this has happened to me so many times throughout my career where people do that sort of shit mm. where they basically just like rip off someone else's work and you know that does happen in creative industries but she was just like for this to happen on such a massive scale with a company like HBO she was just like, I just never thought that could happen. And she said it was so intense because the aesthetic that she'd built her entire life, that she'd built her entire career off, she now had to change because it completely entered the mainstream because of euphoria blowing it up. And it was just taken away from her. She, she was given no credit for inspiring the entire thing, for creating that entire aesthetic throughout her entire career. And then she had to change her own work because now it was so oversaturated through euphoria and she was just like the worst thing was when people were unknowingly saying that this show looks like your photos mm. basically yeah and in a recent article in the daily beast a source unnamed source close to levinson denied her version of events obviously saying like as a fan of hers he was hoping they could work together but by no means was anything promised that wouldn't have been possible for him to do because ultimately it's the network's decision but it's like Okay, sure. <laughs> Nothing was promised, but she flew from, she like moved to Los Angeles and worked on a show for five months and cast it and everything and then was let go. So sneaky. Contracts, 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 ladies. Yeah, contracts, contracts, contracts. And just the, this, yeah. If that was really the case, he's had ample, ample opportunities to reference that in the narrative around the thing to say, you know, this was really inspired by Petra Collins. We tried to get, make something, you know what I mean? There's a way that in the way he mm -hmm. talked about it, that he could have name checked her many times. It was never done. 
Yeah. Ugh. And then, yeah, Amy Simons. Yeah, this is literally twice in a fucking row. episodes. Yeah, of the idol. Um, and sh- the it was 80% complete when they changed it and fired her. And he's obviously the whole initial idea. I think all the stuff, I think all the stuff you and I and people who found something to like in the idol and who like Euphoria, I mean, I don't want to just completely act like the man has no talent or hasn't created anything of value. That's not true. He's, he's very talented. But so much of what we respond to is rooted in those two women work the groundwork that they did like the the funny satirical jokey part of the idol i think was all amy <laughs> one, one name amy's doing that was her vision for it you know and he kind of came in and tried to turn it into this very serious thing and the ways that it worked were almost in spite of him which was it being quite like silly and campy and with euphoria so much of it is about like Hunter Schaefer's performance, the way it's shot and lit and how beautiful it looks. I don't know. I just think that's probably what we're responding to and he's getting all the credit. Yeah, for sure. It's it's pretty crazy. I just think he's, yeah, he just gives me the ick in such a major way. Like not only from hearing all of the stuff the car, people have kind of said about the way he behaves on on set. I want to reread that Rolling Stone piece mm-hmm. now. Um, after having seen the Idol, I think the thing with the Rolling Stone piece that did it no favors was the way it went so hard on how gross the Idol was going to be that maybe they even pulled back what they were what they ended up what ended up in the final cut mm-hmm. because I was expecting the Idol to be more. Um, like explicit than it was i think because of rolling stone but i want to go back and read all of those really kind of insane things the people were saying who were on set yeah the, of, about the way that he behaved because that's kind of more important now exactly feels like he's just trying to be sean baker so hard yeah he's got this kind of self mythology self mythology around him that is people are buying into and and people are responding to at this like executive level for some reason but i just think again as we'll get into in a second i i don't think men who film women that way talk about women that way pursue storylines about women in the way that he does use creative women in his life that way i don't think they're also then really nice guys behind the scenes like these are the guys where it eventually comes (laughs) out that they have you know and i just think that there should just be like less of an appetite for putting up like as in the culture whatever projects he does next there should just be less of an appetite for putting up with his shit because i just yeah a guy who behaves like that shouldn't be one of the most like prolific famous filmmakers working today that's just crazy i want this picture thing to go more viral i wonder if it is i haven't actually been on tiktok but i hope someone i hope it's going off on tiktok now because that's where she'll get the most kind of like jews for for this happening to her it's so crazy yeah you'd just be so fucked off (laughs) imagine the scale like imagine the scale of putting in that much time and energy into something and then being fired and then seeing it on a billboard i was seeing a girl saying similar about um when all this lizzo stuff happened i can't remember if i said this on the pod i don't think i did 
but she was saying, oh, maybe I did. Did I tell you, did I tell you about that girl who was auditioned for Lizzo's, she has some like talent show, mm. some, some singing show or something, which I had no idea about. And she got through to the final um, auditions and for it, you have to send in like work you've done. And she'd made two different music videos and she sent them both in for her songs. And then she, she got in, but they were going to make her sign basically sign away her life to be part of it like basically like anything she made from that point onwards would be like owned by Lizzo oh like it was just going to be this cra- it was this crazy contract and she has lawyers she said she's really lucky because she has lawyers in the family so she showed them and they were just like there's no way you can sign this and she said she was heartbroken because she was like I fucking love Lizzo like I tried so hard to get on this show like she went back to them and said can we just change these parts of the contract and they were basically like we've had 16 other girls sign this as is like we're not changing it for you so she so she didn't do it she gave up that opportunity and then she said that six months later Lizzo released a song with a music video that was literally her exact music video and it happened again a year later like two of both music videos she sent into the team whether Lizzo herself knew about it or not but her team like definitely did Mm -hmm. they completely ripped off her shit like and when you see them side by side it's crazy it's like the music video where Lizzo I can't remember what song where she goes to the school she's like in the school and I can't I can't remember and then another one where she's like her whole body's covered in one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Paint or something, and the girl had done both of those things. Like, they were really, it was, it was really obvious that that was where it was taken from i was just like fucking hell it must happen so much or like when people send in yeah i've heard example first-hand examples of friends pitching like that happens all the time when you pitch try and pitch to new clients and stuff and you like do a deck you do a pitch deck and you're like this is what i would do for your brand and they're like sorry we don't have the money and then they just go and do it all yeah for sure it's so crazy yeah it's 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 something like a a lizzo or like someone of that caliber is is bothersome because you're like they just have the means that they're just they're just one of the few entities that have the means at their disposal to just hire really creative people and pay them well to come up with something as opposed to that's not yours yeah yeah it's it's so hard in the creative industry I can't imagine how it felt for Petra Collins to uh, yeah just just to watch that slow moving train of Euphoria's success. you know party would be like well hopefully it's not that big or like hopefully blah 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 and it's just grown and grown and grown and the obsession has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and the knock-on effect in like beauty and pop culture would just be so frustrating to watch without being able to speak out about it 
And also just how much money you would make. Exactly. She would have made. Yeah. to Mia Khalifa talking recently about the contracts this is so like it's similar it's about contracts and work but just like the contracts that the porn industry makes young 18 year old Mm. women who often don't have the means to be able to pay for their own attorney to look over things you like sign off in perpetuity in perpetuity so like your rights for your whole life until forever like not even after you die does it stop it's so gross it's like forever and ever and ever i know it's so crazy yeah i actually saw a clip on instagram on this subject it was do you remember the australian girl band bardo mm-hmm. so one of the girls from bardo she was being interviewed it was like a reel i saw and she was saying that that band they were formed on a reality tv and they were the, the hugest deal in Australia for this period in the 90s. And apparently they made the male execs who launched the TV show $25 million and the girls got nothing. That They literally signed that they didn't get anything from the first, I think it was the from the TV show, the first album, the tour, whatever, the whole thing. They made no money. They just covered their living expenses and they were on a $30 oh per God. day per diem. And then as it was coming to the point where they would start to start making their own money, the recording company sunk the band. They basically split it up and pulled Sophie Monk out to be a solo artist and then they just got nothing. So she was like, they did that whole thing and basically made zero money from it, but really famous. So they're recognized on the street. So then it's like, you what, just go do a normal job for the rest of your life. It's just insane. Lawyers should be free for women. (laughs) Yeah, Mia Khalifa is the biggest, like one of the most famous porn stars in the world for doing 15 videos when she was 21. Might not even be 15. It might be less than that. When she was 21 years old and she got paid 1,000 US dollars per video. That's it. Doesn't matter how many streams it gets. Doesn't matter. She's now the most famous woman in the world. She made like $15,000 ever for that. And her videos are still like number one in the world. It's so fucked It's like up. absolutely crazy. <laughs> That's like a big can of worms that we need to get into one day. But just like the unionization of Hollywood, that for porn stars, sex workers, just yeah. times a bazillion. Yeah, like, like and and yeah, and all the stuff that they're saying with the with the strike right now, it's like they don't get with the streamers. The reason like Netflix and stuff don't release their numbers is because then they'd have to pay the actors for every time the show is streamed. Instead, they sell the show to Netflix. Mm -hmm. The actors get nothing out of that sale. And then the show is being played again and again and again and again and again. And they're getting nothing from those plays. It's like with Spotify, you get like the same. You get like 0.001 fucking cent per stream. Mm. Netflix, absolutely nothing. But it's like if your show is played again on network television, you get paid the same amount as when it first aired. So if you got paid like $20,000, like $1,000 per episode of that show, every single person who worked on it when it's replayed on network television gets $20,000 a game. Mm. But like with streaming, nothing. It's it's so stupid. It's like, it's just unfair. <laughs> like yeah. It's actually like they're not asking for much. 
I know. This is the, this is the thing: is these big companies then push back and have this narrative of, well, the buck's got to stop somewhere. Who's going to pay for this? All this extra money that we're giving to actors is going to be the customers. So then Netflix is going to be double the money and blah 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 blah. But then that whole thing with Qantas in Australia, which I don't know if you've seen, is this huge scandal going on, which is that Qantas basically laid off all their staff and furloughed and took this huge loan from the Australian government during COVID. And now they've released their numbers and it turns out that was one of their most financial, like best financial years. They made like $10 billion that year, even during COVID or the, the year after COVID. And the the CEO got a bonus of $25 million. It's like these companies fucking lie. Like net, the streamers will lie and say, okay, if we have to pay extra money to writers and actors, then that means that we have to hike up you know, the cost of thing and cut our workforce, but they're just lying. <laughs> no, they it's have like, the money. Yeah, the CEOs yeah. <laughs> are making like $200 million in a year. Yeah. Take that down to $150 million. You can pay every actor and every writer. Yeah. It's fucking bonkers. <laughs> it is. But we're in like revolutionary, there's this, there's this post-COVID spirit, I think, and the, the strikes in Hollywood are emblematic of it where people are just realizing their power i think like imagine if women stopped making porn like they'd soon start fucking figuring out some sort of residual payments i know i mean i i just hope so because it's like can you imagine that you just hadn't been paid since that strike in june oh, it's awful it was fucking crazy like, i can't even imagine how people are paying rent right now like i was just like yeah. i know i work i know i technically work in an industry where we should similarly i was talking to my friend who was an actor on on um sunday night and obviously she hasn't been working and i was like obviously you more so work in a career where it's like a job and then the job finishes and then you have to like you have a period of time where you're not working so i know you plan for that but i'm just like you don't plan for you're supposed to in theory but i'm like say if all my work dried up tomorrow i'd be fucked after like two months oh there'd be no way i could live yeah yeah, I was just like, it just needs to be sorted soon. Like, it's actually crazy. People are just not going to financially recover from this. Yeah, I know. And just the the commitment. That's why people are so angry at Drew Barrymore, because just like the commitment of, yeah. of the people who, you do, who don't see pictures of on Instagram, who aren't A-list celebrities, who are literally selling their houses, taking their kids out of school, like downgrading their lives chipping into their life savings to commit to this like they're literally not getting paid for months at a time and they're going in the hours that they would get paid to pick it like I feel like sometimes people don't realize that that's actually what's happening that requires so much like personal courage and conviction yeah on to Russell 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 a man whose name and face will not let me be this week. <laughs> <laughs> what was it we were talking about with where we didn't say his name? Yeah, so we talked about this on the podcast on the Patreon a few months ago. Um, like last year? Last year. It was when Catherine Ryan, who I'm now obsessed with, I don't know that much about her, but she's like a very successful comedian over here. Um, she was interviewed by Louis Theroux and she basically said – there is a man who all the female comics in the industry know and have known for years is a serial sexual predator, but he's so litigious, he's so powerful and he's so big that I can't name him. Um, 
but everybody knows and people should look into it kind of thing. And that set off the bat signal, I think, because she said that she'd worked with him on a panel. She gave just breadcrumbs for people to figure out who it was. And we discussed at the time who it was. And then you were like, you no, you, you obviously got it. And you were like, come on, is he? And I was, I like, was like, has um... he framed himself as a guru? Was married to a really popular rock, like, pop, pop star? Was and I was like, it's my brand. I was like, it was like silent. And I was like, um. <laughs> oh my God. But um, now this, this investigation's come out, which is obviously... I mean, it could have predated Catherine Ryan's comments. It seems like a very neat kind of timeline of that almost giving. I'm sure that many journalists have wanted to do the story for a long time. Maybe her saying that gave certain teams like the go ahead because it had a newsworthy hook. And the, the, the Times, BBC and Channel 4, I think, launched a joint investigation. It was a big story and then a documentary that released the same night. Um, and just very fucking harrowing watching, like very disturbing. But I think the biggest takeaway for me was thinking about how we all think of Russell Brand, I think, or at least I do as this, he was this kind of lovable, charming, cheeky, sexy rock and roll guy that we all saw as very harmless and re-watching. That was such a moment in time, wasn't such it? Such a moment in time. And I think re- the most stark thing, obviously the accusations are horrendous, but watching all the footage of shit he said in his stand-up, shit that he said on stage, things he said to female reporters at the time that was just happening in our orbit that no one clocked. And it's awful. Like, it's awful. <laughs> you're re-watching it and you're like, this is just disgusting what he's saying but no one he was like a lovable rogue no one criticized him it it just reminded me of how much our culture has changed he was saying the shit he was doing in public proudly when it was happening and none of us thought like what like some of it is pretty horrible but like wanting to choke women while he's giving them blowjobs or like you know he loves when women um say no because he just sees it as a challenge to like I'm not even getting half of it yeah. like like yeah, yeah. um Jimmy Savile the notorious like pedophile he interviewed him in 2012 or something and he said I have a assistant she's really hot and she does whatever I want what do you want her to do for you and he's like well you could send her over here and he said I'll send her over there naked her name's Gemma or whatever it was. And she's like sitting in the room and he's saying that on thing. He used to just make just horrendous comments to anyone that was interviewing him. Like it's, it's just fucking crazy in the, like my bookie work, that stupid book he wrote. He just, the way he talks Mm -hmm. about how he treated women and like conquest and not taking no for an answer and joking about himself as a sexual predator and all of that stuff. Yeah, I remember trying to read. I remember trying to read that book at the time because I love, like, was obsessed. With, I thought it was so hot. And when he released that book, I was like, "Oh!" and bought it, and then tried to read it, and remember being like, "This is a piece of shit," and couldn't even get through it. Yeah, yeah. He he kind of managed to be like, I don't know, just be fucked. <laughs> 
I think it was I think it was a time where there was that laddie FHME alpha male sports bro culture that was really misogynistic. And then because he looked effeminate and wore makeup and was friends with Amy Winehouse and was kind of spoke with a softer voice. that fumbling British thing. Yeah, he felt almost like an antidote to the laddie jockey sexist thing. So then we just ignored all the sexist thing he said because he would also couch stuff in this thing of like the divine feminine and I just love women, I adore women. I'm like I have sex with so many women because I love them so much. Like we just (laughs) heard that. (laughs) And we didn't hear any of the crazy stuff he was saying. I think that's Yeah. yeah. So now he's basically obviously I'm sure everyone is at least vaguely across the rebrand he's done in the past few years where he's like turned into this like guru kind of guy talking about sort of conspiracies and like yeah basically just basically just saying all but saying a lot of shit during COVID I haven't been like fully across everything he was saying in COVID I think I listened to an armchair expert with him in like 2020 and thought half the shit he was saying was so crazy um but essentially, since these allegations have come out, his response immediately is to deny them and talk about them being a conspiracy. So he literally said, is there another agenda at play? Watch out, Russell. They're coming for you. I feel like I'm being attacked, he said. And then his fans on YouTube are like soaking it up, acting like he's it's a conspiracy to tear him down and from being able to tell the truth. Like he's fully created this like cult around him elon musk i was like when elon musk and andrew tate are the two people standing up for you andrew tate said matrix (laughs) why can't i speak matrix attack and elon musk said of course they don't like competition this is like this conversation is so fucking funny i mean it's not funny The, the the first thing is i i fully i think i think he's not as smart as he thinks he is but i think he's smarter than most of these men and yeah. I think when Me Too happened, he knew he had a fucking thing coming in the post because this shit dates back to t- 2006 and he was pulled up on this shit at the time. He had, like, lawyers on people back in 2012, 2011. He would have known this was coming and I think this is a very intentional move away from mainstream media and creating this persona that is anti-establishment so he could use this excuse. I fully think that this has been orchestrated by him ahead of time for this exact reason. The notion Mm. that like the BBC are so threatened by Russell Brand's YouTube channel that they have found (laughs) four women to lie about him sexually. It's it's so laughably delusional, but people are actually buying it. He's, he's built this kind of cult of personality. There's clips I saw on Twitter which were just making me laugh so much where someone said if, and it's the first thing that comes up when you look up Russell Brand, like Elon Musk is fucking pulling some strings behind the scenes to make sure the algorithm works in his favor. The first thing you see is wondering why Russell Brand is canceled. This is what the left don't want you to see. And it's this video of him on his YouTube channel being like, um, Bill Gates is a hypocrite bill gates says he's against climate change but he flies in a private jet bill gates like it's just he's saying the most banal boring anti-capitalist like thing you've ever heard and now people are acting as if 
uh, Bill Gates is so threatened by Russell Brand exposing the truth that he's created this like deep web of conspiracy to get him cancelled. It's 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 kind of terrifying that it's working. Yeah, I know. Someone's comment is, I was actually wondering how long until they would come after you. You've exposed them a lot. We're all very grateful for that, and we all know what is happening, my friend. It's really sad, but we've got to stay strong. Make sure you sue every single person and media outlet responsible for this madness. It's like somehow he's like got the incels on his team, even though he like... Yeah, he was like oh, a, a sexual predator. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> what I think is is kind of... At first, there was this conversation of he's insulated himself from cancellation. He's beyond punishment. He's created a world where he's, you know, he's not in the mainstream media anymore. So therefore, he'll be fine. But he isn't fine. YouTube have basically banned him from monetizing any content while, I don't know if it's indefinitely or while the Metropolitan Police are investigating um, his tour's been cancelled. He was in, like, the Minions or, like, some really mainstream movie last year. Like, he's still – it's not true that he's so countercultural that um, this won't affect him. It's, it, it, it is going to wipe out his, his livelihood in, like, a very tangible way. I just feel disappointed. I, I feel like – he is someone who has demonstrated that he has this ability to like think critically and be self-aware and be nuanced and assess his own behavior. And I feel like there is just this alternate fantasy world of mine where he's able to look and assess and see the ways in which like, I know he had really bad alcohol and drug addiction. I think we people in the throes of that do horrendous horrific things that they uh, are rightly ashamed of and hugely regret which doesn't justify it whatsoever I just think that it would be such an amazing thing for society if he was able to actually look back on his behavior and the culture that facilitated it and the way that he was built up to be this godlike figure and actually take some responsibility I, I don't know I just like I just I know that that was just never going to happen but <laughs> it just feels like he's so him and what he's accused of is just so emblematic of like a toxic culture and there's such a broader conversation that could be had about it than just him as one person yeah i know but instead he's gonna go and talk about how everyone's like crazy conspiracy theorists the the system is out to tear him down instead of like no you're just a fucking pig and people are going to buy in on that because it's like the, Me Too's become politicized. So like right wing people are siding with him just because like Me Too seen as a left wing. Like it's all just fucked. <laughs> no, of course. My little brother will literally be buying into this. That's what's scary about it. Yeah. It's like the young generation of men will believe this because they're so caught up in these conspiracies because they've all been pushed to be like more incels because everyone has had the has begun to hate men <laughs> yeah it's i think like this shit like elon musk getting behind it and and the whole twitter algorithm being people on his side and denying it like that has really real real like consequences and i think that's actually quite frightening 
you just get so past the actual point then, you know, yeah. anything. <laughs> I didn't even realize Twitter was like fully X until I went to open the app the other day and I was like searching for Twitter. I was like, what the fucking hell? I know. Elon, a weird, weird man. So we had we had other things to talk about, but we've already run out of time. Exhausted our allotment. But tomorrow we can talk about the Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> to leave to leave us with a gorgeous little thing that happened overnight, though, is that Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift arm in arm out for dinner in New York City. Have you ever seen a more a, a brighter picture of women supporting women and female solidarity than? Two of Joe Jonas's ex-girlfriends, one of whom's written a bunch of songs about what a twat he is, twat he is, and then uh, Sophie Turner just arm it up. Sophie, she's like, don't even worry to her PR team. She's like, take the night off. I've got it sorted. I'm going to go and have a nice dinner, get drunk with a friend, and that's all the publicity I need. That's all I need to say, wrapped up in a tight little bow. I love it. Could not be any better. And just like... T- Joe Jonas's PR machine will be just quaking in their boots. Like there is no bigger gun to bring out than fucking Swifty at the height of her mm-hmm. billion dollar tour. There is no one more powerful in entertainment to align yourself with. And yet it feels like they just went for a drink. Like it's perfect. It's incredible. Perfection. I don't even know if we knew they were friends. Like I love it. That's PR as an, like an art. And I don't even, like you said, I don't even think it was hyper PR'd I feel like it was but I feel like it was in like a funny friend way I think they were like let's hang out let's go for dinner and let's do a fucking walk arm in arm Taylor in her big denim jacket I was like just let her wear it I was like just let her wear that crazy outfit whatever she She likes wear what she wants she's so powerful (laughs) (laughs) have you like did you after we talked did you ever see any of the AMA stuff you need to look it up I mean VMAs like her just at the VMAs lit. Yeah, I saw her having like a it's little so funny dance. Gorgeous girly. Oh, yeah. There's there's so much. Like if you <laughs> see, I should send you one. Yes. Because she was just so lit and being so funny. Like there's videos of her just screaming her assistant's name like over and over and over <laughs> again, trying to get her attention. <laughs> like she's like looking down the aisle, just like screaming her name. <sighs> and then, yeah, it's just, I was like, I now understand. I saw it somewhere and someone said, People who say they don't like Taylor Swift just don't get her. Mm. And I'm like, I'm fully there yeah, now. Yeah, she's winning over hearts and minds all across the globe with this tour. And yeah. I, she's worn me down. And I'm like, fine, you're perfect. Yeah, you're perfect, 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 perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and even like a friend of mine being like, we have a mutual friend in common. And she's just like a wine girl. Like the minute you arrive at her house, she like just cracks open a bottle of wine from the fridge and pours you a huge wine and just proceeds to like, drink all evening with you i was like i love that and then you see it obviously happening in real time at the vmas and i'm like her just getting absolutely lit despite all these people being around is so fun yeah she's loosening up i think she's i feel like this tour is like the nexus of her powers it's like everything she's ever wanted she's like broken up with the dead weight of joe allen she's like had a fling with it. she's just at her most powerful and now she's just like being herself being free She's achieved it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think like true Taylor Swift fans could see this the whole time. And now the world is. Now she's yeah being more obvious about it that everyone's just, that everyone's seeing it. I'm also looking harder. But. <laughs> we're looking, we're looking past 
The billowy chiffon dresses were looking past. <laughs> I'm looking at them and loving that. I'm like, fuck yeah. Don't dress like everyone else. Dress your chewy self. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It is lovely. Okay. Um, all right. See you on the Patreon. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.